0: in the world hands down world famous gamer and philanthropist a theme gaming for good it's called has raised more than 20 million dollars using his notoriety to raise money for charity on activism science culture and self-development I'm proud to have him in the studio today i would not want to take you on in a video game do you think humans will be able to perceive anything four dimensional such as tesseract cube i actually want to say something to you in flames 93 that is very interesting to use to a little bit massage your brain, but it's just a bit thinking out loud, right? And you basically can think about it a bit more by yourself. Even though this is not so much functional and practical, it's very much like intellectual masturbation. I like to very briefly address these things in a way that makes you think about it a bit. So basically, when it comes down to the universe, I always believe that everything has a logical answer. You can understand everything. And obviously, uh, one of the biggest questions is, how did you have the Big Bang out of nothing, right? How come we exist? And basically, how did you have nothing and then suddenly something? But that discrepancy that doesn't make sense and that's why you have people believe in a creator and stuff, because if you had nothing and then something, you had to have someone that created it. So you start believing in God. But the thing is, though, there is another way of looking at things, and that is assuming that there was always everything, always. So infinity was always there is also a hypothesis that wouldn't require a creator, because if there was never something such as nothing but there's always something and everything just exists, then the question you just have to answer, rather than how did you create something out of nothing, it is how did the universe that we experience right now emerge out of infinity where anything is possible? And basically the way I then try to understand that is with our understanding of current science. If we look at quantum mechanics, if we look at special and general relativity, if we look at the macro laws and the micro laws, we start seeing that when it comes down to macro laws, for example, like throwing an object or whatever, we can predict how the trajectories and stuff, things are a bit more deterministic. The moment we go smaller and smaller and smaller and we go into the quantum realm, we get the uncertainty principle. we cannot measure position and what is the position and momentum at the same time. We have like more probability aspects where quantum particles go back and forward in time. We have the quantum entanglement where it seems that quantum particles are not uh, subject to space and time the way we experience it and the moment like when I came up with trying to figure out the universe, I had a lot of many different theories of how things can basically emerge. And I really broke my head on how is it even possible that a double slit experiment works, like that a photon can go through both slits at the same time. And when you measure it, it only goes through one slit at a time. And with the Wheeler delayed choice experiment, even if it goes through both slits and you measure it after it hits the screen, it still went through one slit as if it knew that you would measure it in the future. I just wonder, like, how can this make any sense? I mean, like, I know people sometimes, you know, look at objects moving around and they make sense out of it but once you go into the quantum realm all this common sense understanding start breaking down to a point where you just say like ah, it's weird i cannot understand it but that's something i do not accept i do not accept that i cannot understand everything and uh, i know you were talking about fourth dimensional and that's where i'm gonna get to because this is why i came to the idea that everything is just merely information and if everything is information and the best way to represent it is just ones and zeros for the sake of this thought experiment, right? If everything is merely information, then basically you can still wonder if there's infinite ones and zeros, how do you still have the reality we experience right now? But the thing is, the beauty about this is that when you just have a premise that you build on that you assume to be true, and let's say the premise is infinite ones and zeros, that is the premise we take then how would you explain the universe and my existence based on the idea that you have infinite ones and zeros? Well, the beauty of it is that if you have infinite ones and zeros, everything that you have coded, everything that you see on the screen, every single object, everything can be taken place Within this infinite ones and zeros It's just a specific sequence Within infinity that this exactly Describes even the screen Or even the video that you're watching Right now can all be described Within infinity because if you have infinite ones and zeros Then you have everything But now the problem arises when you say like Okay when you have infinite ones and zeros You can basically find every single Object, every single instance Everything you can find it within the sequence That would explain everything But Why would we experience this consistent reality? Because if you have infinity, I would just assume intuitively that everything is chaos. But when you think more about it, everything doesn't have to be chaos when you have infinity. Because if you would, for example, translate this spectral tiger right into a binary sequence, you can represent this card in many different ways. You can have the picture can be a JPEG. Or the picture can be a BMP. Depending on how you save the picture, the image of this spectral tiger, the file can be bigger or smaller. So it can either consist more ones and zeros or less ones and zeros. And there is the answer to why we experience a consistent reality. Because if you as a person, right, would exist, then obviously, You will express yourself in infinity in the version that you're more likely to express yourself. And even though you have infinite ones and zeros, you know that the amount of ones and zeros are 50-50%. And the ones, the amounts of one zeros, and one ones are 25% each. So even if you have infinity and everything is possible, you would still say. What is more likely will express itself more often than what is less likely. And therefore, when your existence expresses itself in its current form, the next version that can connect the previous experience of what you had right a moment before needs to be in the most optimal way compressed because it's the most likely to express itself in infinity, which then brings about patterns and mathematical laws that would govern a consistent reality. So, to be more concrete, the reason why you experience consistency is because you can remember the past. But if you just look at your experience as an information package, then every single moment, your consciousness, your perfect configuration is a different file. But the beauty is that within infinity, the way you can experience an arrow of time, you can simulate that by having one file modify itself and it always include the previous file. And you can also see it in, for example, the Fibonacci sequence. And I also think that's why we even see the Fibonacci sequence all over the nature is because every expression always contains everything that has come before. And due to that almost inherent property of a timeline within infinity, you always have to repeat what has already happened has to repeat itself within the next sequence. And that is how within infinity combining everything expressing itself in the most consistent package. And at the same time, every single moment has Having to consist of the previous moments to experience the illusion of time, you can basically generate consciousness the way we experience it. And you might still wonder like, okay, that's actually quite interesting to think about, but that didn't answer my fourth dimension question. Yes, it did. Because what are dimensions? Dimensions are merely the way certain information expresses itself within a compression algorithm. The dimensions are merely the same compression algorithms as gravity, or whatever we experience. It's just fundamental laws of physics that are merely compression algorithms. So. For example, a photon is zero dimensional. It's very simple, doesn't require so much information. So when you want to uh, save it, to put it that way, within infinity, the most optimal way of saving it is in a zero dimensional framework. But now if you add more photons to the sequence that expresses themselves, what happens is you start having one dimensional expressions. Then you start having two dimensional expressions like a matrix. Just like if you want to, you know, organize your information in a file, sometimes it's better when it's very little information to save it in a one-dimensional matrix but if it becomes more complicated in a two-dimensional matrix when it becomes even more complicated in a three-dimensional matrix and so on and so on but the beauty about it is the same applies to awareness like if you would have the awareness of an ant an ant is probably more one-dimensional awareness it doesn't even understand time While if you go to a more mammal, a mammal has spatial understanding and experience three dimensions. But it has always connected to the awareness of how the information of the awareness itself is required, is complex in order for it to express itself. Because animals do not experience or less the fourth dimension, which is time. We are much more aware of the fourth dimension than a lot of other animals. So your question is not if we will be able to experience the fourth dimension, because we already experience the fourth dimension, which is time. Your question is, would we experience a fifth dimension? And I do believe so, because if we would look at, you know, four-dimensional, three-dimensional, two-dimensional, one-dimensional, I can see myself understand a bit better a one-dimensional awareness two dimensional awareness, a uh, three dimensional awareness, an animal that doesn't have the ability to store information of the past and the future does not experience the fourth dimension. A cell might not even experience, you know, the first dimension. And what I'm just saying is like just as much as in the physical sense you have photons and then you have matter and all that stuff, you know, expressing itself in more and more dimensions. You have the same applies to awareness, like your awareness becomes more and more complex. And as it goes and becomes more and more complex, it's able to express itself and understand more dimensions. And I do think that the fifth dimension, we will understand it the moment we reach singularity. And the fifth dimension will just see more time as an object. That's the beauty. Like when you look at time, since we are subject to the fourth dimension, we see time, we're subject to time. So time is for us as an outsider, a thing that happens time by time, right? But just as much for us, it's a progression and we are living basically time. For a two-dimensional being, a three-dimensional object would also be experienced as time, The third dimension would be experienced as what brings about variability in the expression of a two-dimensional awareness. And that's the thing. The moment that singularity reaches, then the fourth dimension will be fully understood and be part of us because speed goes faster and faster and faster, time goes faster and faster to the point where you have infinite progress, in infinite small amount of time, where we just become five-dimensional. And then the reality that will define our arrow of time will not be the time dimensional but the fifth dimensional and what is the fifth dimension it's all the different realities like basically right now when you experience your own awareness you are basically trapped in a linear universe while in a fifth dimensional perspective our universe is merely an object from start to finish there is no such a thing as a timeline but what defines the time in the fifth dimension is just you have this specific big bang. You have that specific big bang. You have that. So every single decision you made, every single choice you made will all coexist separately and expressing the fifth dimensional awareness would merely be you going through every single reality and every single choice you made, which we are part of. I mean, like just as much as every single dimension from zero dimensional to infinite amount of dimensions is all connected just as much as we are connected with the fifth dimension already, and we are merely evolving towards it. And once we reach it, we basically cascade. And it's very hard for me to even say how it would be or how the awareness would be. But that's just, you know, everything what I'm saying here just builds on the idea that everything, you have infinite information. It's just a theory. I don't know if it's true. It's just a a nice way of thinking about stuff. But it also would explain why quantum mechanics behave the way it behaves because if everything is information, then either something is part of the information, like let's say uh, you have a file, you're either part of the file that defines what the file is, or you're not part of the file, you're part of infinity. And the file, in our regards, is everything we experience. So the moment we start really zooming in on things, the reason why things start acting probabilistic on a quantum level is just because it's not part of our file in that moment and that is what also defines in my opinion the barrier between what behaves as quantum has quantum properties and what behaves more deterministic what is part of us behaves more deterministic because it's just what it is but the moment we start zooming in on the barriers of existence things start popping in and out of existence because we literally reach the horizon of our reality where infinity starts and that's why everything seems to behave randomly but even within the randomness you have probabilities and things that are more or less likely so that's what I would think would explain also the probabilistic nature of reality and the deterministic nature of reality, because things that are part of us behave you know, differently than things that are not part of us, which then also would explain the reason why that is the case is because our awareness is brought about, neurons firing in our brain and such. And I would even go as far as the reason why the light has the speed of light is not because It is universal like that, but it has to do more with the awareness of the neurons firing in our brain. That's why that is the limit of what we can see, because our reality is merely defined by the file, the the information package that we are ourselves. So of course, if you go beyond that, you reach the realm of infinity, where even the idea of something deterministic just falls completely apart because everything exists and doesn't exist at the same time. And our experience of time and the illusion of time is merely the result of a three-dimensional being within a four-dimensional structure where time is experienced through our awareness. But either way, like these are all theories, like I said. I'm not saying this is the truth. It's just something that I sometimes think about and the reason why I also bring that up and why it's also very interesting and what is also a consequence of that is that the reference frame defines the probabilities of everything happening. And what I mean with that is like when you walk around, the chances you will see a red car is defined by your reference frame. It's not defined by an absolute reference frame because if you would be born thousand years ago, seeing a red car would be astronomically less likely. So everything that you experience is always defined by the information contained in what you are because the next file of what is can only experience this illusion of time or awareness or experience within infinity if it's compatible with the previous file. So since we're constant ever-changing units, right? At any given moment, and our neural capacity is constantly ever-changing, the previous version will only be able to be compatible with the next version if you are able to connect the dots within the current file you are by remembering or memorizing or whatever, seeing the patterns all around us. But the beauty of it is when you go even a step further, you could even wonder like, yeah, but if that's what we are and ever-changing, then why am I not me right now and someone else the next moment? But that's the thing. If you look at the world from this perspective, you are everything. Like every single other person is merely an under configuration of what you are. We're all just the same thing. All one. And this is approaching all these things from a quite scientific angle. The moment you assume, pulled on the assumption, of course, that you have infinite information. That's all you're going to assume, which is something that I came up with. By looking and then trying to make sense of quantum mechanics and deterministic nature of more microscopic objects. That's how I came to an understanding of what we are. So that's uh, what I wanted to say. Don't know if this is interesting at all. It's just some existential stuff that I talk about. I don't know if it's uh, understandable or what I say is very. Uh, sounds really very absurd or complicated it's actually quite interesting when you think about it because i mean i really truly believe that everything has an answer the big bang i'm sorry does not make sense to me it doesn't it doesn't make sense you have nothing and suddenly you have something something must have caused the big bang right and it also doesn't make sense to me that things go back in time the freaking double slit experiment does not make sense and that's why i broke my head Why four dimensions? Why things work the way they work? I always question, I'm gonna go even further, right? And this is just a little metaphor, it's a metaphor. Like when you square a number, right? You always make it positive. Minus five becomes 25, five becomes 25 too. But why is that? Like we just assume, because in quantum mechanics, in the Schrodinger equation, why amplitude squared gives probability, right? When you square the amplitude, you get the probability. Why is that? Schrodinger just tried it and basically came up to that conclusion. And we just assume, yeah, the math just does the math and that's it, right? But the thing is, when I look at, okay, you square the the amplitude and it gives a probability, I wonder, why is that the case? I mean, there is a reason why that is. It's not just out of nowhere, you square something and suddenly it gives a probability. There must be a reason. And the reason that I have is the following. It's just a theory, it's just some stupid idea. But the reason why I think when you square the amplitude, you get the probability is because within infinity, everything cancels itself out. That's why you have matter and antimatter. The reason why we cannot observe antimatter in the universe is because the present moment, the now, always cancels itself out. Basically, the total information, the information paradox, well, you don't have the information paradox, but the information theory, right, where uh, the amount of information is constant everywhere, right? I do think that only applies within an arrow of time. But within the moment itself, everything cancels itself out. And as a result, when you have one and minus one, how do you get the probability is by squaring it. It's just a thought. I don't know if it's true, but it's just like trying to understand everything. Even the most basic stuff, I think, opens door in understanding that a lot of scientists miss out on. And that's why I think if I would go into science, I would discover a lot of stuff. Because I question everything. I don't just even say 1 plus 1 equals 2. Why is that? I don't take it for granted. And even when they come with a proof, they still build on axioms. Why these axioms? Always why, 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 why? Because it is these axioms, right? That made us think that time and space weren't variables. Because if you create time and space, x and y axis... You're already wrong because when time changes, right? When the speed changes, y and x axis morph. The idea of a three-dimensional space that is absolute is already a flawed way of thinking. When you increase the speed, the geometry and all our understanding of geometry has to be adapted. But it's because we build on axioms and take those for granted that we limit our understanding of what true reality is. And it's the same with math. If we just assume you can add one and one together, we assume so much other stuff. We assume you can have two entities to begin with, but what if everything just arises from a reference frame and you can't even talk about an entity disconnected, just like in quantum mechanics, quantum entanglement, things are either part of each other or not. You cannot just split them because then they automatically become probabilistic. So if you just take one and one, you basically, if you truly disconnect them from each other, they just start behaving probabilistic. But once you say one and one within a bigger framework where one and one are components of it you're already taking for granted that this one and one takes place within the same dimensions and that is already assuming things that make you not able to answer very fundamental questions I'm not saying these are facts this is just stuff I think about when I take a piss in your shit when I was 16 years old I don't think about this stuff anymore this is the stuff I thought about when I was a kid I also went to uh, professors to ask one of the strongest questions I had when I was younger was whether time was quantized or not. So that means like, can you keep zooming in in time? And when you hit the plank time, if you cannot go deeper, I was wondering, I went to a university like they just didn't know, they still don't know. But that's the shit that kept me busy because I was always thinking, you know, is things probabilistic or deterministic? Is things probabilistic or deterministic? Because if time is quantized and space is quantized, then literally everything is information. Because you can zoom in to the 1 and the 0. But of course, within our probabilistic nature, the reason why we live in a probabilistic nature is not because relative to infinity, things are probabilistic. Relative to infinity, things are deterministic. Everything just exists. But relative to the reference frame that is limited, like us, me, or whatever, things are probabilistic. And it makes also a lot of sense. Like It just has to do with a system. You have an open system and you have a closed system. In a closed system, things are deterministic. In an open system, things are probabilistic. But... The universe on itself is inherently an open system, in my opinion, because it is connected with other universes that have similar timelines. And that's why even when it comes down to the Schrodinger equation, the Schrodinger equation is deterministic when you take into account all the variables, because it describes the full wavelength in all its components. But the problem is, though, that if you have the many-world interpretation, that you only experience a specific one because that's the one you experience. And I know you also have the Copenhagen interpretation where they think the wave collapses towards this universe, and that's the only one. But I think it makes more sense, the many-world interpretation, where we are just merely one expression and every single possibility exists, coexists within the now. You can read about this stuff. It's very interesting. Opelix says, I don't think every possibility exists at the same time. I just think that quantum uncertainty can make it seem that way. I think that time and space doesn't exist and everything just exists within the now. It makes a lot more sense because you might say like, yeah, I don't know whether everything exists. The only thing that you could say exists, which is not even certain, is the current moment now, which is connected to your experience everything else is built on that experience and even the now of your experience is hard to pinpoint because the moment you even talk about it, it's already gone so assuming anything existing the closest you can get is is the now and even there you start seeing that time and space are very arbitrary what is the time line within the now i would say the now is a point right but our existence can't even take place in there it makes a lot more sense that we're just information packages that are ever Expanding within specific ways because they're more likely to occur within infinity and that's it. I would really like to and I might even do in the future if we grow a lot bigger than such look into these things and turn it into math because what i'm saying right now while it's just some hypothesis you can translate that into mathematics and see if you can predict certain things subscribe to youtubecom wins, watch the live stream at twitch.tv/athenelive and follow the real athene on snapchat